All right, welcome into the latest installment of Bronx Bombers Beat. I am Nate Shelton. Excited to have you along. A lot to get to this week. Of course, have the big series in New York against the Seattle Mariners this last week. It was a big series. The Seattle was trying to see how they matched up against the big boys of the American League, already splitting four games with the Boston Red Sox at home. So they traveled into New York. seemed like their pitching was set up fairly well to face the Yankees as the young Domingo Herman faced off against Marco Gonzalez, who had come in pitching fairly well for the Mariners. Herman, of course, coming off his... Last, his first victory in his major league career, his last start out, trying to make it two in a row. Again, his bugaboo, the first inning runs, struck again. This time, just a sacrifice fly to give the Mariners an early lead. Settled down after that, went seven strong innings, struck out nine. The only blip on the radar, a solo home run from Nelson Cruz, but otherwise, fairly easy victory for the Yankees, seven to two. He was backed by Giancarlo Stanton home run. Aaron Hicks and Glaber Torres both went yard for the Yankees as well in that game. The second game, a little bit different. Felix Hernandez came in, of course, a shadow of his former self this year with a 5-plus ERA. But he always does well in New York, so it was interesting to see what he was going to do against the Yankees. Jonathan Losaiga. If you want to, you can call him Lasagna. He had his second start after coming up from Double A. Of course, he had his first major league win against the Tampa Bay Rays the last time out. This time, didn't ne- fare nearly as well against a little more potent lineup in the Seattle Mariners. Did go three innings, gave up three runs. Uh, just never could get ahead in the count with the batters. Always seemed to be behind 1-0 and or 2-1. and so he did give up the lead, unfortunately. Felix Hernandez pitched strong for most of the game. The Yankees did chip away a 5 nothing lead. Got it down to 5-3 in the eighth inning when G- uh, I'm sorry, Gary Sanchez came in, hit a two-run home run, a no-doubt shot to center field that tied the game at 5. And then Giancarlo Stanton, who has been looking for his Signature Yankees moment since coming over to New York. Provided just that with two strikes and two outs. Didi Gregorius on first. A, a two-run shot to left center field that gave the Yankees the walk-off 7-5 victory. And Yankee fans have officially welcomed him with open arms. As I said, he got his first signature Yankee moment to earn his pinstripes. They did win that game. Of course, the third start. Third game of the series, the rubber match, was supposed to be the vaunted matchup of aces. A lot of hype coming in with James Paxton, of course, the ace of the Mariners, and Severino, one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball, did not pan out the way most had anticipated. Uh, By Severino standards, he pitched poorly, gave up a couple runs in the second inning, Paxton did not fare nearly as well as he gave up four home, four runs in the first inning, back-to-back two-run home runs from Aaron Judge and Miguel Andahar gave the Yankees the lead. They never looked back. That was it for the scoring for the most part. Severino did go six innings. James Paxton only lasted four in that outing. Uh, Severino, six innings, three runs. Did have five strikeouts, 
uh, by his standards, definitely not what you're used to seeing from him. But if that's the low end of the spectrum that we get from Severino, I will take that every day of the, every start out. He comes out. Of course, he is one of the leaders in starts only giving up one run. So seems to be a little bit of a slow, a rough patch for him right now. But like I said, I'll take those outings every day of the week from him. They uh, did sweep the series 3-0, so kind of flexed their muscle with the Mariners, showed who runs the American League East. The Mariners still have some work to do as they are have postseason aspirations this year. Uh, they followed that up, unfortunately, with a series loss to Tampa Bay. Uh, it's just a kind of a house of horrors for them. Since 2010, they are 30 and 43. Just all kinds of struggles down there. Never seems to be comfortable in the Tropicana field. I don't know if it's the sparse crowds the Rays bring in, the kind of sterile atmosphere with the dome. I just don't know. They just never play well there. They scored six runs in that series in three games. Wasted a good outing from CC Sabathia. Gave up two runs, but lost two to one. So they will look to bounce back this week after that series. But looking back at the Mariners series, this that just showed how potent the uh, Yankees lineup is, as they got contributions up and down that that lineup. Just no relief from any hitter. When they step up to the plate, you had contributions from Stanton. Aaron Hicks had a couple home runs. And Glaber Torres, of course, doing his thing, providing big hits and in clutch moments. Miguel Andahara had a couple home runs. Judge providing some offense just up and down that lineup. Seemed like the only guy that really didn't provide any support at all was Greg Bird. Still working his way back from the preseason foot surgery. Uh, getting kind of close to where you think he should be rounding into form hitting-wise. Aaron Boone did come out this week in support of Greg Bird, saying Greg Bird is our dude at first base, and we're going to let him work it out, see where he can get his bat going, and hopefully get him started on offense. But you got to think it's only with New York, it's only a matter of time before if production isn't there, they will maybe look somewhere else. They have Brandon Drury in the minor leagues. Of course, they signed him in the offseason as a utility infielder, possibly third base starter. Miguel Andahar won that position, so he's kind of been stuck in the minor leagues, unfortunately, ever since he was he discovered he was having migraine problems and symptoms, blurry vision. It seems like he has worked his way back from that, been very productive down in AAA, the last two games, he three games, he has played at first base, getting him some work there. Already um, plays very well at second and third, respectively. So if Bird does continue to struggle, I could see Brandon Drury coming in and maybe playing a few games at first base, letting Greg Bird sit and kind of get his game right and his head right with his bat. I mean, off his, defensively, Greg Bird, of course, does very well. Unfortunately, been as you know, very injury prone. The one signature moment he had was his solo home run last year in the 
ALDS against the Cleveland Indians in Game 4, the solo home run that was the difference maker in that win. But with the Yankee fans, you know, it's always, what have you done for me lately? And it hasn't been doing much, so, you know, look for a possible change if that does not get straightened out for him hitting-wise. A couple other moves the Yankees made this week. Jason Shreve was designated for assignment as he had a rough outing in his, against the Mariners, gave up a couple runs in that Game 3 win. He was sent down. Tommy Canley, who was recalled back up to the big club, he had been down in the minor leagues trying to work his way back from a hamstring injury that he'd been activated from off the disabled list, just had not been able to find his velocity or his groove again. Pitching-wise, had a 7-plus ERA in a few outings, so they were trying to get him to work his velocity back, get that fastball back up near 100 where it has been. So we'll see what he has in the tank uh, coming out of the bullpen. Of course, the bullpen's already loaded with Dylan Batances and Chapman, David Robertson, another lights-out pitcher coming out of that bullpen. The surprise this year has been Jonathan Holder, who has regularly been known as a up-and-down guy that kind of bounces between AAA and the big club, never really could depend on him. This year, with Aaron Boone and his show-me-what-you-have mentality and keep putting his faith in the guys, keep running him out there like he did with Dylan Batances early on in the season, letting him work through his struggles. He did the same thing with Jonathan Holder, and he has earned his trust. He has now got a 2 ERA and is very dependable coming out of that bullpen. He never worry that anything bad is going to happen now that Holder comes in. Adam Warren, he's another guy. He has a 1.69 ERA, kind of another forgotten arm in that bullpen. He was, of course, acquired in the Aroldis Chapman uh, trade a couple years ago. He provides that middle relief when things aren't going right, so definitely a very dependable arm out of there. The Rotation spot still kind of in flux with Jordan Montgomery out with Tommy John surgery. Seemed like Domingo Herman could probably be that fifth starter for the rest of the season. Had a like had three great starts in a row. Looked like he was finding himself on the rotation. Unfortunately, had a rough outing against the Rays on Sunday. Gave up six runs in three innings. Kind of a setback for him as he'd been pitching so well. Uh, we'll continue to look to see if Cashman does make a move for another arm in the rotation. Some A starter with some postseason experience. Of course, Yankee fans drooling over the hopeful addition of Madison Bumgarner from the Giants. I don't see that happening with that wild card. More teams think they're in contention. And with the Giants having won the World Series a couple times in the wild card spot themselves, they will most likely think they're in contention through the season. So unless something drastic happens in the next month and the bottom just completely falls out in San Francisco, I don't see Bumgarner going anywhere anytime soon. He is the face of that franchise right now. They would have to be absolutely blown away to make a move for Bumgarner. 
A name that has been mentioned for a couple teams, including the Yankees, is J.A. Happ from the Blue Jays. He is kind of a veteran journeyman starting pitcher. Does have some postseason experience, I believe, with the Phillies. Kind of bounced around between the Phillies and some other teams. Uh, Mariners are said to be looking at him. The Yankees... Red Sox, everybody that's in contention has got him on their radar. So we'll see what Cashman has up his sleeve. Or he may have a move that nobody is looking at. Uh, reliever-wise, Brad Hand of the Padres has been rumored to be being moved come the trade deadline. I can't see the Yankees making a move for a bullpen arm as they have a surplus of those great arms in the bullpen. If they did make a move like that, it would just be kind of a block your rival from getting the pitcher they want, and that sometimes doesn't always work out for the best, so we'll see how that goes. Um, as I said, the Tampa series, the Yankees were 30-43 and 43 since 2000 there, down there. The only other team they struggle more with on the road in that time frame is the Toronto Blue Jays. They were... 33-47 and 47 since 2010 in the Rogers Center. So certain teams definitely have teams they don't match up well with or just a thorn in their side. Seems to be that the Tampa Bay Rays are that for the Yankees. Kind of take some a look at some American League notes here and now. Of course, the standings haven't really changed much. The only... Real difference is the top two spots. The Yankees currently man first place. They're 50 and 24. The Red Sox are second. They kind of been scuffling around the last couple weeks. They're 51 and 27. Been playing some 500 ball. And like I said, they uh, split two from with the Mariners on the road. Also lost a series to the White Sox a couple weeks back. So. It's getting to that part of the season where you're going to struggle here and there. The Yankees possibly hitting that spot with their series loss to the Rays. So we will see if the Red Sox kind of spin out of that. They've had some rough patches with their rotation. Chris Sale, of course, pitching very well. Um, unfortunately, does not get the run support. He has had... No decisions in the last four outings he has started. So it's kind of a bit of a bugaboo for the Red Sox. They just take Chris Sale for granted, it seems like, and think he can shut out. Just kind of mentally they check out offensively. I'm not sure what's going on there. They did have a um, interesting comeback against the Mariners this last weekend. We're down 10-5 to in the fifth inning, came back and... Won that game, a crazy game, 14-10. to 10, Overcame two separate deficits of four runs or more, 4 to nothing in the first inning. Took a 5-4 lead and then were down 10-5 to 5 and came back and won 14-10. Tampa Bay is in third place this week at 36-40. and 40. Uh, Of course, like I said, they did win that series against the Yankees, so a little bit of hope. And of course, with their two-man rotation... With Stanek and uh, I'm sorry, a three-man rotation with Stanek, Snell, and Eovaldi. Not a lot of pitching depth with that team. They're hoping to get Chris Archer back, and they can kind of 
right this ship pitching wise. Toronto comes in fourth place at 34 and 41. Uh, they're just scuffling around. Tissacar, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, Hernandez, has been a bright spot offensively for them. He's got 13 home runs, kind of a consistent spark plug for them on offense with Donaldson being plagued by injuries this season. They did have to recently put Aaron Sanchez and Jaime Garcia on the DL, respectively, with ailments. So they're down two starters in their rotation. So we'll see who they call up for the week to fill those spots. And, of course, bringing up the rear is the Baltimore Orioles. Like I said last week, they were 19-47. and 47. This week, they come in a, a little bit better, playing 500 ball for the week. They're 23-52. and 52. They just won two in a row. Um, not much. Doesn't sound like much, but when you're struggling as bad as they are, they will take any signs of life they can get. Chris Davis, who had been benched, excuse me, benched for eight days by Buck Showalter, did get a pinch hit home run. Of course, he's been struggling all season long. Just no production from him offensively. Had that pinch hit home run and then his following day starting at an RBI double, so maybe he's starting to work his way back and was able to collect himself mentally in that absence that he had. So we'll see what the Orioles do. Of course, I've said all along they will be sellers at the deadline. Whether they, who they move is yet to be seen, whether they make complete wholesale changes or kind of tweak the lineup here and there. Looking ahead, the Yankees have, uh, of course, some crucial series coming up. Interesting road series against the Phillies. Of course, they faced each other in the 2009 World Series. The Yankees won. So, the Phillies, of course, totally revamped their lineup. So, possibly, they won't have any aspirations of revenge. But the fans of Philadelphia, you know, they will look for anything they can get to beat the Yankees. They also will be facing the Boston Red Sox in another three-game series. This one at home. They have kind of set up their pitching rotation to take advantage of that series. They have pushed CC Sabathia's start back this week. Luis Sessa, and if that name sounds familiar, he's bounced back and forth between the AAA and the major leagues when the Yankees have needed him on that 40-man roster. So he will fill in on Wednesday. And if you're like me, kind of see Wednesday as a loss. So, but get the big guys ready for that set against the Red Sox. It's going to be huge. Alex Cora likewise has said that their rotation is lined up as well for them for that weekend series. David Price should be ready to start. Of course, there was a little bit of controversy last time the Yankees faced him. David Price was scratched from his start as he had carpal tunnel too much Fortnite. Plain, it seemed, was the cause of that. Uh, recently, he was quoted as saying that he doesn't really care about starting the All-Star game. If he needs to, he'll play some more Fortnite. So, uh, we'll see if maybe he has another bout of Fortnite addiction this week and is scratched again. Seems to have some Yankee-itis and has not fared well against them at all in his career. So that's going to about wrap it up for this edition of Bronx Bombers Beat. Again, I thank you for 
join along and listening. I just want to, unrelated Yankee-wise here, shout out the Oregon State Beavers who will be playing for the College World Series Championship this week against the Arkansas Razorbacks. They're looking for their third World Series title. So go Beavers, and I will talk to you next week.